me again with the mad ramblings and such. So, so I've noticed something, and that is that a lot of people think that I've got a bad attitude and are quite rude. I've also noticed that all the cool people in magic also seem to be accused of having a bad attitude and being rude, particularly being accused by the neo-pagan type crowd. And I'm wondering who's justified in this? Because I thought about, have I ever gone directly out of my way to really bully and harass someone? I can't off the top of my head think in a magical situation where I've ever done that. Um, but I have tried to say things or type things and write things that I feel like there's a lesson to be learned there. Unfortunately, the lesson isn't the same as what other people are saying. You know, there are many classical examples from my what I've put on Facebook and said on the podcast and that, that I'm sure many people could probably tell me about this offensive. But it's not necessarily always meant to specifically be offensive. Whenever I said something, it's always meant to be some kind of a, a lesson or really to make people think, to be honest with you. So I thought rather than me talking to a brick wall, I thought I might talk to another asshole that people accuse and call elitist, an advanced witch. Um, what is it, Mr. Asshole, that they also call you? Goddess. Super witch, that's it, super witch. And of course, that super witch could be none other than Mr. Chris. So, Mr. Chris, what do you think about all of this? Do you think we are rude? No, I do think. Okay, the ob the obvious bit that I always think of whenever anybody talks about this is that fucking word I hate: gatekeeping. Gatekeeping, um, right? Where we we come across rude because we either refuse to talk about something or talk about something at a level that other people don't understand. And I think that is often misconstrued as someone being a dick or elitist or. A super witch rudeness. Kind of, do you know what I mean? Well, I I think that when the line's been drawn with that, because we all know there's a certain example that we would like to go back to using, but I, I won't use that example, that it's a conversation, and a conversation is between two or more people, and it's back and forth, back and forth. Now, the problem is it's if it's a, tell me about this, and then they want you to give a lecture that they don't understand. That's not a conversation. So at that yeah. point, it's a case of, are you wasting your time? They're not asking questions. They're wanting you to give some sort of massive secrets that they can go and then digest later instead of doing oh, what really cool. has all, yeah, what's always been the case is you take little bits that you digest, you think about, and then you offer something else up to continue the conversation. And it's really a case of highlighting other people's different points of view and putting people in a position where they're offended that you don't share their same morality, ethics, or perspective. Or you make them look like an idiot because you say something that they get think is advanced, you know? So they either think you're wrong because there's a lots of this as well, panks and on, oh, well, that person is an idiot, that person's wrong, blah, 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 which we get accused of being wrong occasionally. Um, hey, yay, 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 yay. I am never wrong. Well, you, I never said been, you were. I said you get accused of being wrong. Who's been accusing me of being wrong? <laughs> well, there is a certain example that happened lately, but I don't want to drag that up. Because no, I feel sorry for the person if I drag her. She'll it try and up. cut me. She'll try yeah. and cut me. Yeah. Um, but I'm wondering whether us occultists overstep the mark. Because I wrote I wrote a little blog post. <clears throat> I put it in the No Hosbard Witchcraft group and which it responded, people responded quite well to it. And then I put it in another group. And one person from the other group basically made, basically said that I would, I need to take, get off of social media because I'm very bitter. And everything about the post was designed to make people think, right? 
and they said that yeah. everything I write is bitter. And I I just put a nice smiley face back and said, I'll think about that. Um, and I did think about it. And here's me working out that thought process now on the ramblings, because that's what they're <laughs> for. Um, and I'm thinking, well, I don't disagree with anything I've said. Did I have an have a kind of aggressive tone or a pissed off tone? I did have a pissed off tone, I think, because although I was writing, I had a bit of a pissed off tone whilst I was writing it. But it came from being pissed off. And if I'm going to teach something or give someone the benefit of like my point of view, it's going to be over something that I feel passionate about, you know, it's not going to be about something kind of boring. So I don't know where, where do you draw the line, Chris, between passion and talking passionately with it turns into kind of insult. And when it comes to putting your um, magical knowledge out there or answering questions, because obviously yeah. there's a lot of superficial questions where people don't want to know the answer. They're just adding a post or they're saying something because they think, oh, everyone should ask what type of witch you are, you know, or how did you get started on the path or something like that? There's people that genuinely want to know. And then there's people that think that's an icebreaker, I think they call it, with like small yeah. talk, which is something I'm fucking terrible at. Yeah. No, I, I see... I think I struggle because this happens more on social media mm. than anywhere else. That's because they're scared of you in real life. It's never happened at a <laughs> No, it has happened at a psychic fair. Occasionally, people come up to us and are like, no. But then they also soon leave shortly after that. Yeah, because they so... realise they've actually stumbled across the real thing. Mm. Um, and can't cope with that. Um, I know exactly the or we just get labeled as Well, I'm There's fine that with that. Well. You know, um, one man's savior is another man's monster. It's fine. Um, yeah, I just my my feeling is that people have got to feel the need to be opinionated about everything. So if you make a statement, particularly on social media with all the uh, you know keyboard warriors. Um, that feel the need to correct every little in you know what they consider to be an injustice of some description yeah you're like you know where you're just i think particularly when you do your posts because i quite enjoy them actually the the there are parts of it that can be misconstrued but that's because you're a robot and you write <laughs> a certain way i don't think that's necessarily because you're trying to be a dick um Right. Which I know is going to be hard for some of the listen the people that listen to this. Uh, it's to my believe. sense of humor as well. But yeah, and you have to be careful with humor, particularly in the when it's written. And I don't think right. that sometimes computes with you as a robot. No, it doesn't. Um, so maybe so maybe you need to actually, you know, get some reconfiguration done or something. But generally speaking, I need to download some um some patches or um what is it, drivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. me, you know, I, I think a lot of it is down to that is that people read depending on what their mood is particularly something something they read they read in the way that they want to read it and some people are looking for something to start on some people are looking for something that they want to feel part of and that's when they you know write those stupid little posts um, you know, where they've read half your post, they've not even read it to the bottom, and then they've made some, you've talked about puppies, uh, and then they felt the need that they've got to show you pictures of theirs. Uh, and you're just kind of like, nobody's interested, love. This isn't wasn't an inclusive thing. This was a, I'm giving you information, either give me something back that's useful, or don't bother. Like, I'm not interested in you in sycophantism. Like that, I think that's I think that's another thing that happens too much on social media, mm. where they want to. Oh, 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 I agree with you. Well, I don't want the people that agree. I want the people that go. Oh, that's interesting. But I've heard this. Um, you know, the people that kind of have a question, or have have got something to add. 
Um, whereas some people just want to be part of it. And I think they join social media to be part of it, in inverted commas. Um, mm. Where actually, if you're not going to add to the discussion, why do you need to say anything at all? Like, which I know is a really, <laughs> it sounds like a really elitist thing to say. But my point is, I wouldn't stop and add something myself unless I felt that I was adding something to the discussion. Yeah. Like I would just kind of go, you know, I might like it or thumbs up or something like that. But like to me, that's going, oh, I agree or vaguely agree. Um, if you know, if I've hearted it, I must have really liked it. Um, you know, but like, or I've have you ever used paper. the care, the care, that's the like huggy care emoji? I used that once. I like using that one, but that's normally because th there are things that people. Uh, like friends and whatever post I wouldn't post on anything esoteric with the care button necessarily um, you've got yourself in trouble with the laughing emoji a lot though haven't you have I in the past in various groups Do you no I've, I've had people I there was a certain stupid bitch who if she disliked your post or disagree with you rather than comment she'd just laugh at it and um, the thing is, because I normally add, I try to add a little bit of my sense of humour, which is somewhat dry, but at the same time, it's also somewhat Bristolian. So people don't necessarily get it. Um, but I always just assume that they are picking up on the joke and are laughing because, yeah, it's funny. Because most of the things I write, I try to approach in a kind of humorous bit. Normally, I try and put that if I'm writing in brackets and stuff or put a lull after it because that's what Chloe taught me to do. Put a lol after yeah. that, and then they can't tell you off because you are telling them it's a joke by putting lol in it. That's how I learned what lol was. She said, lol, what does that mean? Well, if you say something that you think is a joke, but they might be offended, put lol after it, because it basically means you're supposed to be laughing at this. And then it's I a learned it meant laugh out loud, which nowadays people just use laughing emojis and shit. But you know, I move slowly with the times, okay? Um, hey, but, I find some situations uh, a lol is the safest thing to do because a laughing face often sends the wrong tone <laughs> to oh. something, you know, because a laughing face, particularly if it's one that's crying with laughter, you're kind of like, okay. Oh, I always I use talk, those. I just talked about someone's dead cat. I probably shouldn't be using the la you know a lol is probably the best you could possibly get away with in that situation right okay just to add I, do think, I do think that facebook because they've got the, the thumbs up like button the heart one and a couple of others they really fucking need an eye roll in one because yeah. that i wish use that all the time on facebook <laughs> So instead of the laughing one, we should have an eye rolling one. But I don't think they'll do that because that's part of their don't want to offend people philosophy, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sorry, that's what social media is all about. It's for keyboard warriors to anonymously argue about shit that really doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Which is, back in the day, that's what phone-in shows were all about. Exactly. Go back to the radio. That's what the, that was a much better way of doing that. Anyway, mm. um, we I think I don't know if that's off your rambling topic. I know it's rambling. Well, rambling so is rambling. So there we, we don't we can go off on whatever tangent you like, you know. Um, okay. But I was going to say, occultism is this something that occultists, and I'm going to use the term occultist, not just witches, but general occultists, that there is a big um are we all really rude because i see that the people are accused a lot of being rude is it that we're just tired is it that we're not that, particularly nice people i think a lot of it is we're as aspirated we are right. exhausted with the constant stupid questions um you know let's face it part of the reason we started doing this was to kind of try and, you know, give give those people that are as aspirated with the kind of Rick, Wick and Reed and other types of bollocks 
that mm. um that allow them to come and actually okay well vent you know you're entitled to vent about something far more interesting um you know and that, that was the whole point of the kind of having the facebook group the no whole bars one particularly was to allow you know there was somewhere where you could slag off the wiccans for not giving a shit and let them know that they're not welcome uh, if they want to stick around then they're going to be insulted like you know part of it but that's not about bullying that's about we've heard your shit there's hundreds and hundreds of groups thousands of groups where you can go and spout that <laughs> that rule of three bollocks somewhere else we wanted somewhere that was kind of protected that would allow you know occultists to actually you know tussle about things where they're not going to be offended they all know mm. that their practice is completely different to the next person standing next to them. So, you know, the idea was that they could always have that and there was no, um, you know, no rules about it. So it was a case of if you're going to make a comment, be prepared to defend it. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, I do miss the early days of No Holds Barred. I'm going to add that there. Where yeah, we were, you know, well. people were running, <laughs> running away, crying every week. You yeah, know, we've even offered, and they would as well, wouldn't they? It would be we've every even, week. <laughs> the thing is, we've recently even offered buff points in order to get people to go and stir shit up. Only someone, I mean, roll them up. No one's been doing that. I, I'm, I'm, I must say, I am bored. Uh, I need more excitement. Like, I'm loving Witchcraft Live at the minute. That seems to be a proper little community going on. But No Holds Barred has got boring. Um, it needs to get more feisty. I want some more faustiness in there. Um, I want people to have opinions um, and kick off. Come on. I'm asking. I'm, I'm pleading. But the reputation with occultists as well because we're talking about okay people are tired they've been putting some there's people that don't put any effort in there's people that put a lot of effort in and don't want to have to keep repeating themselves um but how much of it also is ego because there's ego and there's the fact that people people think that they're right about everything mm. and i've been told on social media that um you don't ever try to correct anyone or you don't ever try to to change their opinion because they're like politics you know they already assume they're right and there's nothing you can really do to reach them or change their mind so there's no real point and i think certainly with occult i, I find this with two specifically two people um occultists and martial artists traditional martial artists anyway maybe not so much with mma um so they all think that they're right. They all think that what they practice is the best thing. And there's, I can understand that from the perspective that if you train in a magical system or a martial art, that's all you really know. Yeah. So you think because you know so much that you're like, well, this is perfect because it answers everything that I want. It's always been able to defend or work against anything that I've wanted to use it against. But then is not really tested and i think that you see this with magical traditions so nowadays certainly we talk a little bit about moots and stuff like that and how they're kind of dying out because they establish oh well it's either a wiccan moot or it's a some sort of ceremonial magicians club or something like that there's no kind of cosmopolitan different people coming together and i find that within like you've got your traditional witchcraft um traditional witchcraft groups on Facebook, traditional witchcraft covens and communities and people, and that when someone comes along that says, my cat is my familiar, they'll pounce on them because they say, no, I am right. Your cat is not your familiar from a historical perspective. And it's kind of like, well, I understand from the perspective of you have historical reasons for your view that cat is not familiar. I understand that you feel that you're a right, but also you're tired of this fucking stupid question that keeps getting asked of you probably every five minutes by people. Um, but at the same time, it is is should there be more humility in this? So is it really acceptable? 
comfortable to when someone comes to you and says, I've read a lot about familiars. I really like a familiar. I was planning on going to the cat's home this weekend to go and pick one out. I want a nice cat to be my familiar. What's acceptable there to say, you know, we should probably hash this out as a kind of code of ethics going forwards for me really more than anyone. <laughs> because I'd just ignore the post because I'm just so yeah. tired of it. Because yeah. there's there's things that annoy me and I would automatically go on there and I I I don't care enough about trying to educate the person because they've said that they've read a lot about familiars, which means that they've read a book that mentions familiars and they've seen a tiny little plaque at the witchcraft museum that mentions witches had familiars that suckled on their teats. And if you had a mole, you'd be executed for witchcraft type thing. But my <sighs> thought process is if that was where their actual source was, they wouldn't mm. be asking that question because they then have an understanding of folklore and the idea of an imp. Whereas most people that ask that question have got their information from charmed or popular culture. Mm -hmm. And that's where they've seen the word familiar. They've not really done any research because if they had, they wouldn't be coming across that. So it's either come from, it's either come from uh, popular culture or some fucking meme on, on Instagram that mm. about familiars like that's where they've got their information from that's not real research because someone that's even read the the parts um the boards at the witchcraft museum would have gone away and gone oh okay something about imps and the second they've gone and looked up an imp they've realized oh okay creature that ha takes the appearance of mm. one of those creatures like do you know what i mean like if they'd even done that level of very superficial research they wouldn't be asking the stupid fucking question. So, yes, I would ignore that one. I think where I would be more inclined to step in is when someone has said they're planning on practicing something because they've learned that they've read such and such. And if they've given some kind of reference as to where that's come from, I might feel inclined to make a little comment there that says something like, before you go and do that, I'd kind of suggest you go and read this or have you considered this factor? Um, and I'm, I'll just throw in something little. I'm not the sort of person to have written fucking essays uh, correcting someone, but I don't consider it worth my time, quite frankly. I might give a little tidbit and then walk away. That way I feel like they me up, then they'll have found Thoth and therefore... Um, they would have gone and watched some kind of video. That link is mm. there just because my name's been put there. So, And anybody who knows anything about social media will go and find that shit. So here's the difference with people, though. There's the person that would just scoff and just scroll past it. Then there's the person that will try and actually copy and paste an essay that they've written because they've used it enough times to try and educate that person. And then there's the person that will say, you're a fucking idiot. And from my perspective, I don't see that either of those approaches wrong. I think that if you want to call them an idiot, I think there's a potential learning experience for that. It just means that you're a rude person and I don't see any problem with being rude. If you want to write an essay to try and help them, then by all means do that. If you want to scroll on, then by all means do that. But what I'm seeing is I'm being told myself, scroll on. Because you're allowed to scroll on and ignore it, but you're not allowed to correct it, really. And you're certainly not allowed to degrade the person is the equivalent of saying to a little Johnny who says, who's drunk and thinks it might be a really good idea to jump in the weir where there's several drownings a year at the weir outside the pub. And you think, no, you're a fucking idiot for doing that because that's me forcibly saying, listen to me. Don't just me yeah. launch into a load of stuff. I'm like, listen, you're a fucking idiot, which should kind of, to me, think this is something serious, don't go ahead and do that. 
I, I generally wouldn't waste my time unless I felt inclined to. Use as far as I'm concerned, wheel. there's no, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm of the feeling that, you know, 7 billion people, it wouldn't matter if, you know, a couple of billion jumped in the weird. The like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, go and get, get them to go and play on the motorway. Like, whatever it is you have to do to thin the herd, it definitely is required. Um, but my feeling is if you are willing to stake your opinion or put something out in public, I expect to, you know, I, you should be expected to have someone not agree with you. You know, mm, it's the same way we yeah. put ourselves out on yeah. social media doing vi quite visually. Like we mm. don't just write, write it behind some, some fake meme um mm. of a cat or a devil or something we are our faces are on q a the, interaction you know, we actually offer you the opportunity to come and question us directly if you don't I fucking suppose, agree yeah. with us and yeah. um, so from my point of view i'm off the feeling that social media is designed in a way that you should be challenged but i don't see the point of petty you're an idiot um I, personally, because I don't feel like that's necessary, useful information. Okay, well, I'm an idiot, but why am I an idiot? What What have I done? Like, you know, if, if I was in that person's shoes and I genuinely thought that was a serious choice, one, they do deserve to go and play on the motorway, but two, like, that person is clearly either doing it for attention Mm. and know that that's going to get trigger and they're actually doing something because that's the thing there are marketing the entire marketing schemes out there that are designed to cause a stir in order to get more likes and more traffic yeah yeah so you know from a digital point of view marketing wise there are people that go out there and piss people off on purpose because they want they want the the reach um but equally, I feel like, you know, you're an idiot is not enough of an answer. It should be you're an idiot. You need to go and read more or you're an idiot. Go and look at this or you're an idiot. Have you considered transits, you know, a transition of, of whatever, you know, like I, I don't think you're an idiot is enough if you're but going we to say. That. You're a moron. We talk about neo-pagans and call them idiots. We talk about new ages and call them idiots. So are we not guilty of the I hate you, you hate me, and we're no. rude and nasty? No? Because we always put out there information. We don't okay. just simply stop at you're a Wigan, so therefore you're a moron. We okay, because so we explain the work inside. We don't just put the answer we yes. put the workings out as well. We show the working out. <laughs> I have shown you the method that is there. Right. And we have hundreds of hours of us putting that information out there. So as far as I'm concerned, I have the right to turn around and say, if you are practicing and you don't realise you're a moron, you're a moron. Like, like I've, I'm, totally, I'm totally allowed to do that because we have tried to educate people, but I also don't expect everyone to agree with me. Mm. You know, my ego yeah. is pretty good, but I yeah. want people to challenge me and actually go, okay, well, I believe this for these reasons. Like, you know, I quite comfortably watch Thorn Mooney all the time, uh, who is, 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 a, is one of the biggest Wiccans, but she actually quite regularly acknowledges her her lim the limitations of her craft and she criticizes the craft itself but because she's a religious wiccan a, you know a proper wiccan it's yeah. a case of going actually i understand there are limitations to this but surely i shouldn't just be giving up on it i should be trying to develop it and turn it into something else i'm happy for you to go practice whatever the fuck you like sacrifice your chickens go and go and um worship tulpas i don't care which of those two things you would do you know plethora of things you're doing i want you to be able to if i ask you a question about it 
I expect you to know why you're doing it. And I think that's that's what makes us not bullies, is the fact actually I'll defend my stance if you're prepared to d defend yours. Um, and I think intellectually, that is what social media was designed for, was to allow dialogue. Mm. I just don't feel it's used that way. I thought it was designed for stealing of people's data and selling it on. <laughs> that too. But okay. that, half, that glass that's half full is also half empty, fact. Mm. So has there been any instances where you regret having said something? Oh, many. Do you think that things have got, you've just got carried away? Many, but not because, not because of what I've said, but because I've wasted my time saying it. Right. You know, when you kind of thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to do the right thing here. I'm going to, I'm going to educate. The gypsy tarot yeah. thing springs to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of right. like, really, uh, you're misunderstanding a word here. Here's what that word is for. Um, and then get accused of making slurs. You kind of like, you know, okay, somebody needs to go to school and it's not me. Um, you know, it's those kind of those kind of moments. I regret because actually I was just trying to be helpful. And actually, you know, I won't waste my time again. Um, and since then, I haven't made any helpful comments on Instagram like ever since. Mm -hmm. It's actually just put me off having that conversation. I go on Instagram to look at pretty pictures now and to post pretty pictures. And that's it. Okay. I I think your your if my version of your uh, gypsy tarot thing that we got the bad review for, um, my version of that might be the book review I did of a certain book. <laughs> Yes. I don't know if you remember it, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Do you, I, I listened back to it because you told me to listen back to it. I asked other people for their opinions. But even when I listened back to it, I still agreed with everything I said. But I agreed I with everything you said. I just didn't feel that was a book review. And that was my. Well, I changed the title. I took on board what you said. And I changed the portrait title to book review and rant because it was basically about a book um but it was a bigger subject than just the book yeah. um which if i was in like university and writing essays and stuff i'd be like celebrated by looking past the text and looking at the cultural phenomena that a certain a book is going to no. uh read and all of that no. sort of thing because you didn't show your work in love you made that an entire. Did I not show my workings? But but that, I'm pretty sure I did not... because. No. no. The no. reason why I'm saying I think I did because I, it was a forecast. So in the video, I actually said this is what's going to happen, and when you look back, it will be this book will be one of the kind of you know before common era, after common era, that point there, pre Keldon, post Keldon, that is the point. That was what I was kind of making. So the workings out is something that's yet to unfold. That's my perspective no, anyway. You're not. It is your perspective. I right. know that's your perspective. What you just said is that you would get away with that being a lit review at university. You would not. Because that no, was no, not, not a literature lit review. review. I'm talking about as a piece of work. As a piece of work. No. No. Okay. No. Well, this is why I've never been to university. Exactly. <laughs> So I'm not allowing I'm not allowing you to use that reference because that's not happening. So it's not you the wrote, equivalent you wrote a, of um, you wrote one of these. You wrote a forecast. That's what you yeah, wrote. Yeah, forecast. That, that was that was the perfect way of putting it. That was definitely a yeah. forecast. It is a forecast. That was a, it was a designed to be the message. The only, the only people that get to write about forecasts are astrologers who don't get degrees, and. Um, and Futurist. meteorologists those are the and two people that get to write <laughs> okay right um i don't know i i i didn't think anything about it until you said about it 
if I'm honest. I thought that it was just a general thing. But then there's so much of my personality is in that because I know I'm not the nicest person, you know. And, like, they always say, I was always told, if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't open your mouth. But at the same time, imagine that world. Imagine the world which is, like, if some people are trying to create that world where you're not allowed to do or say anything that might make someone else feel a bit uncomfortable and it's not offend people it's just the very slight uncomfortable because the only person that i could have offended there i think is the author right because if you like the book you wouldn't shouldn't really be offended because you liked it you've read it you know the only person that i'm really criticizing is the author and i am criticizing the author um and then i know there are certain two people didn't like my review um, but they called it a review, so they kind of just said that it was a very nasty review. And but they also, from what I remember, took the kind of approach of if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And I don't like that philosophy because I think that's a slippery slope. And maybe that's bringing it all around. Is the pro is the thing within occultism is that actually, Pi May was a great teacher. Sure, he used to beat his students and plucked out one of their eyes at least, but he was a great teacher. He got the got the job done. And I've had some genuinely horrible teachers in my life. Some of them have been crap and haven't taught me anything, but I've also had horrible teachers that actually have been very forceful and have taught me stuff throughout life. And I think I might just be embracing the fact that I might be in a bad... I'm like Miss Hardbroom. I'm just harsh, you know? And that's my personality. <laughs> no. One, I'm calling bullshit for two reasons. Oh, okay. Um, the two reasons are you aren't a harsh teacher. You have some practices that might be considered harsh, but actually you've got more tolerance than I do for bullshit. So... I suppose. Sometimes, sometimes. So I'm calling bullshit on that for starters. And two is the the problem the only problem with that with that was what you called it. You can have all right. of those opinions. What you can't do is call it a review. Yeah, because I was reviewing um the crooked path, I wasn't well I was I was reviewing the book. You're reviewing I the future practice. I was reviewing the book, but I was reviewing it from a future perspective, and I wasn't yeah. reviewing it in terms of the structure of the book because I did mention right. about the book being, um, like basically taking away stuff. Like if you're going to write a book, like kind of like we've already discussed, if you're going to release something, then add to what's there. Don't take away from it. And that was what yeah. that book did, and that's what I basically opened on, which then pushed me into doing a rant about it. Yeah, um, so rather than actually doing any, uh, you know, summary of what actually yeah. was in the book. Any, I summarised with don't buy it. Any, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's not a review, Liam. That's my point. Mm. So that's why I'm calling bullshit on it, because you can't make that kind of comment. It was harsh, and I know you would have been perfectly happy with Keldon reading that, but I can imagine the amount of bridges that you burned with potential people we could have had conversations with and possibly changed and influenced, not going to happen now because you've shattered the one book that started their path. You know but how it it's didn't, like... It, it didn't start their path, though, did it? Because this is... If you're no, talking about done. certain people, talking, then they've been practising for 15-plus years, you know? No, no, no. Uh, you said that was a forecast. Yeah. If that is a forecast, then you are talking about a whole host of witches, so-called witches, that in, that have, instead of reading Wiccan books, because they've mm. all been discredited by that point, you are talking about her first book books people read will be, that is the Ferrar of the future. That is the witch's mm. Bible. Which is Bible completely you, the future. I you know. know how many people bought and had 
their first book was the witch's bible the witch's bible that, and i shit all over it that, if you read that as a, you know so all those people in the 70s and 80s that were reading were reading the the witch's bible by the farrars you know that was their first introductionary piece mm. the crooked path is going to be one of those books liam you realize that right yeah i know i know so yes there are going to be thousands of witches we'll be calling them something else by then post post well they'll be calling themselves um, traditional witches because that's know, what the book tells them to do they're traditional witches so there'll be all those people that are actually calling themselves that based on that being the first and only book they've ever re read because like it's a bestseller and thousands of people talk about how amazing it fucking is because uh, it's revolutionary i mm. hate it you know i agree with everything you said i only had an issue with you calling it a review mm. but that's 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 it's i feel tender about it in terms of like looking back and things that you regret and that there isn't a huge amount i regret that i've said even if i've offended people but it's a bit that i still think about in terms of like it being a tender part of was it really worth it because again i'm not the sort of person that because i've always said this when people have got me to apologize before publicly about stuff i've said i'm not apologizing for something if i don't I'm not actually sorry i used to get in more trouble for refusing to apologize to the person i punched at school than i would for doing it in the first place which is ridiculous really um but like i i mean it's still there I don't know whether we're scrapping the book reviews or something like that. I haven't done any for a while, you know, and I, I don't feel like as a teaching method, it really helps anyone if I'm honest. Um, cause no one cares really about book reviews and shit. Um, but it is one of those things that I think could I have handled it better? And I have to try and convince myself that I could have handled it better. But the only solution I see is never to have done it in the first place. So I'm always weighing yeah. up the should I you have done have scrolled it on. or shouldn't I have done it? Yeah, should I have scrolled on? You should have scrolled on, Liam. You should have scrolled on. But then at the same time, I can't fully commit to saying it was a mistake because at the same time, I feel like like there was people that have said since that's like, yeah, you have pointed out something very serious that people should take notice of that will be a thing and i'm like well it is the the person that kind of says you know calling out and saying you know better not go downtown a certain tower or two is going to collapse you know it's like should you say that or should you not say it but that's the point and the reason i had an issue with it at the time liam was marketing False point advertising. Of view. so <laughs> is one that but two is that that video is possibly uh, has probably cost us hundreds and hundreds of people uh subscribing because i've i renamed it i know we've spoken about this before and we've probably <laughs> spoken about it too much but this is a rambling so i'm trying to learn from the experience right so working it through with you should I have, after speaking to you and after, well, you were the only one that really said, you know, maybe think about renaming it or whatever. Should I have taken it down? Or should I have released a video saying, I'm sorry, because a certain person that commented also made a scathing review about something and then did a, several years later, did a, things saying oh i used to be so nasty but i've changed and let's be fair i haven't fucking changed you know maybe i'll change in no. the future who knows ask miss cleo but i still stand by everything i said and the format the title i changed because i agree with you i was wrong to give it that title um but i still feel like you know it's one of those things isn't it i me personally at the time, I'd have probably taken it down. Right. I didn't want to take it down because I didn't disagree with it. 
what yeah. I had an issue with is it didn't say what it was, you know, was marketed as. Mm. Um, and I just thought of the backlash, you know, mm. only mind the, the two people that felt the need to comment um, more than any anyone that had commented, because actually you've got a ridiculous amount of people that agreed <laughs> um, in the comments. You know, there are more people agreeing with that that post than there are actually not. It's just yeah. the caliber and the following of the people that said no. Um, mm. There's a part of me that kind of thinks there's no such thing as bad publicity. Um, and as those people have a lot more followers than we do, um, would mean that actually there's a potential there for lots of people to go, oh, they felt, they felt strongly enough to comment about this. The question is whether or not when they've then watched it, have they just agreed because they have and not watched anything else and that's the only thing that worries me is if, the, if somebody has watched that and thought oh this is just a vicious man being vicious um mm. i won't listen to the rest of the what they've got to say do you know what i mean like that's that's my only ever worry is would that stop but somebody flicking through if... other items on there we, we've it's not been the they find We've we've been compliment, complimented by one or two people about the stuff that we've produced. Well, not really the stuff we produced, the communities we've made where you don't get, like in so many witchcraft groups and stuff like that, you get all the fucking idiots. We don't really get that in our, our groups. Obviously, we do certain things to make sure that doesn't happen. But we don't really get that. And is that part of the system is that part of the reason is like with the no holds barred why people used to leave because they'd get upset is that is that the right approach you know is it the case of do we take the soft wet wipes and try and make them into stronger practitioners or do we just say you're a soft wet wet wipe sorry you don't make the cut this is a filtering process because traditionally, that's what would be the case. It would be a case of, sorry, you didn't jump the fire. You're dead now, you know? Uh, sometimes I not... feel like I should I'm... be being a bit nicer to appeal I'm to fine. the... Yeah. No, I'm fine with it being a slow, a slow, smaller... I, you know me, I'm all about quality over quantity. Yeah. What I what i struggled with with that particular one was you saying oh you know we're going to do these these reviews because that's what everybody else is doing and we need to mm. do better because we were still in that phase at the time where we were doing everything yeah. everyone else just got <laughs> better um, yeah and obviously so i was like fine okay do it better and then i watched that and i was like fuck this is going to cost us um, and 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 it's not very often that i will turn around to you and go are you sure about that? Then mm. that was one of those moments where I was like, well, it's never really sure? happened. <laughs> Are you sure? Um, you know, should you know, I, should I set it to private though? Now, should I do that? Cause I consider doing that. So I just make it available to everyone that already knows us, but it wouldn't be seeable to other people. I'm wondering whether that would be the best approach. Cause I need to clear up the YouTube anyway. So I'm thinking maybe I'll probably end up doing that with all of the reviews. Um, but that and really my question is, what do you think the next thing we will both put our foot in will be? <laughs> so we've gone through the two things that we've kind of little tender areas that we might have done something a bit, you know, that we maybe shouldn't have done. Um, not saying that we disagree with our actions, but just disagreeing with the outcome that we'd have liked. What do you think the next thing will be? I'm not sure, you know. I imagine it'd be some... I don't know why. I don't know why I'm saying this at all. Uh, but my my instinct says to say something about deities. I don't oh. know why. So you think one of us will cause a scandal talking about deities some i think we'll upset the wrong group or something like that and we'll cause a problem at some point i don't know i i, I 
but the only thing that springs to mind is is something about the sorts of comments we make about deities mm. in terms of tidying up i think that's something we'll we'll discuss about some other time um when it's just us but yeah i don't know i just yeah i don't know there's there's a part of me that kind of goes i want to re i want the youtube to reach as many witches as possible so that mm. they know there is an alternative and i'm fine if none of them ever join the patreon or whatever but i feel like we deliver something that's so unique compared to mm. what is out there and we offer something that is worth so much more than what we charge for it and i think that's the youtube is where they get a taste of that for free mm. um and i don't know i'm just kind of there isn't anything i'm not proud of us doing i think we've you know smashed pretty much everything we've ever done um i'm i'm always... surprised genuinely that the no holds barred podcast has never created a scandal <laughs> You know, like of all of the shit that we come out with, <laughs> it's never been that people have like really gone like because we've gone to town listening back to a couple of them. We've gone to town on certain things like publicly, and we've never released any backlash. We've never got any backlash from it, you know, which is crazy. But yet, one little paragraph or one you know, sentence response on social media. And that's what everyone pounces on. So I'd be curious to know, people that are listening on Patreon, what do you think mine and Chris's next public scandal will be? What do you think it is we'll do that will end up causing some sort of outrage? Oh, I'd be interested to know what your forecasts will be. <laughs> And I suppose we should probably leave it there unless there's anything else you want to discuss, Mr. Chris. No, we'll oh. just rehash shit that's already heard. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for this week's Ramblings. And I had a special guest this week. So very thank you very much, Mr. Chris, for coming in a rambling with me. It was ever such fun. Always a pleasure.